If there is one thing that is responsible for more entrepreneurial deaths than any other factor, it has got to be ego. When I train leaders, I try to get across to them that leadership is about being sensitive to the individual, but is always protective of the whole. And in any situation where there is a choice to make between the individual and the whole, the leader's role is to protect the whole, even if it means it is at the cost of the individual. Ego-based decisions are obsessed with the individual, obsessed with yourself. What's in it for me? How will I look? What will other people think of me? Having a fancy car that is expensive to fund, expensive to maintain, in a context where you cannot afford to pay salaries is an ego-based decision and not a business-based decision. Buying a brand new machine versus buying a second-hand machine at a fraction of the cost that is in good order is an ego-based decision. Ego is like a drug. It becomes intoxicating and addictive. It gives you the superpower to rationalize almost any action you take. Not just convincing to others, but more devastatingly convincing to yourself. In my book, lose the business plan, I speak about the concept of the red BMW syndrome. Until you buy a red BMW, you never ever notice any other red BMWs. But the moment you own a red BMW, all of a sudden you notice every single other red BMW on the road they magically appear. The same is true for ego symbols and objects. The moment you have them, you see them all around you. And what you begin to notice is that many of those ego symbols and objects are shinier than yours, nicer than yours better than yours, definitely more expensive than yours. And many entrepreneurs at this point are lured into moving from a sense of pride about their shiny ego object to a sense of envy. Meditation 50 reads like this. My enemy is my ego. It may lead me astray, 
I remain humble and true to my own dream and power. I repeat, my enemy is my ego. It may lead me astray. I remain humble and true to my own dream and power. Many years ago, I had an employee called Wolfie. Wolfie was obviously entrepreneurial, incredibly bright, incredibly motivated, and was so different from everyone else that I was dying to know his story. How could this individual with what was obvious entrepreneurial flair be in a situation where he was working in our environment? In those days, we were small, a team of 12 people, and he was big. There was something about Wolfie that made you understand that he could be running an organization two to three hundred people big. One day, I called Wolfie into my office and asked him to tell me his story. My assessment was correct. Wolfie had started his own business eight years previously and built it brick by brick, client by client, into a multi-million dollar business. They had branches all over the country. One day, his partner said, Wolfie, instead of us taking a commercial flight, why don't we charter a small aeroplane to our branches? And showed him how they could be more efficient in moving from one branch to the next. This conversation eventually led to the next conversation a few years later, which was, Wolfie, why don't we just buy our own aeroplane instead of chartering all the time? That conversation led to two private pilot licenses and the purchasing of a small plane. Wolfie continues with the story that before they knew it, they were flying their clients to game lodges across the country, champagne in the cooler bags, an incredibly exciting time. The business was doing okay, but the aeroplane seemed too small for the clients and their wives. So the obvious next conversation was around a bigger aeroplane. And the next conversation was about saving money on all the lodges by buying a lodge. And Wolfie tells the story that the very next conversation was about building an airstrip. And as they flew back to their head offices in Johannesburg, they arrived on a Monday morning to not losing one or two, but all five of their top clients in the space of one week. While Wolfie and his partner were pursuing bigger airplanes, game lodges, and airstrips, 
they had completely lost focus of their dream. And in the 60 days to follow, they would go on to lose their game lodge, their aeroplane, and their business. The addiction was complete and won. Although I recognize that there is the concept of healthy ego that is important for the success of an entrepreneur, by far the majority of entrepreneurs who fail are afflicted with negative ego that steals their dreams, their hopes, and their future. My enemy is my ego. It may lead me astray. I remain humble and true to my own dream and power.